you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 48 of the Dave Damashek football program. As always, available on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? Right now, we're, uh, this is, and I promised that we would do a second podcast this week in front of the title games. And sure enough, we're following through and we're going to be talking in just a moment here. Coming through that door in Studio 66 of the Dave Damashek Football Program Podcast Center. Is that what we call it? Right? At NFL Network, yes. Something like that, yes. In mm-hmm. the Nerve Center here in, uh, on the West Coast in Culver City, California. From the formerly of the San Francisco 49ers and a bunch of other teams, the Eagles, and he was the third-string quarterback for the Houston Texans, so he stood on the sidelines last weekend watching Houston lose narrowly to uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. So great insight from him you would expect on the Ravens and, uh, of course, on the San Francisco 49ers in front of uh, those two title games. It's Jeff Garcia. That's going to be fun to kibitz with him. In the meantime, you just heard his voice there. It's uh, the guy who you know from the pick six column, from the like-dislike column on NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's happening, fella? You know what else they know me from? What? Hit my music. Adam Rank is here. Both He likes fries, fries, fries. Fries, fries, fries. With gravy. 
That's fine. Maybe it's time yes. that we uh, come move on to a new theme song for you. What do you think of that? Is that right? No, what's know. wrong? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's I fine. believe the fans love it. They get chills when they hear it. Is that true? I've had that before. Somebody said that to me on Twitter. Chills. Said, I got chills when you said hit my music. A low threshold for that customer. You know what? I try to please. And that's the thing. And it, this is a great weekend. Championship weekend. No, it's to a me. Sad, I got to tell it's you. It's sad. It's a sad weekend. We've already missed. We've already gone past the best weekends for the NFL. So I, I hate to Divisional's be. Divisional is better than championship. I hate to, I hate to be a wet blanket. And mm-hmm. by the way, I, I certainly don't want to be a wet blanket in front of uh, the programming note that I give you now. NFL.com. Live, we're going mm-hmm. to be me and you, Rank. Right. I think the, I'll be in the captain's chair. Of right? course. I'm in the captain's chair. Absolutely. And uh, you're the wingman kind of chair. And then Absolutely. also Elliot Harrison will be along and Jason Smith. The professor from, and Marianne. From, <laughs> from uh, Media Row at uh, in Indianapolis, Monday, I mean, I'm sorry, Wednesday through Friday mm-hmm. in front of the Super Bowl, 1 to 4 Eastern. That makes it 10 to 1 Pacific time, and I'm not sure what it makes it in the mountain or in Hawaii. But either way, I think you can figure that out. And, uh, yes, we're going to be doing a three-hour show streaming online live and then also available in audio form. That's going to be a gay old time, Rank. Absolutely. And you can be a part of the show, too, by following us at Twitter at NFLcomLive. Not not the dot, though. No, Don't no, make no. the mistake. No, NFL, because no. you can't put a period in there. Right. So NFL You can spell it live. out, though. You could do that. D-O-T? Is that, was that too much work for the producer? Our producers here are overworked. They're all burdened. Like, hey, you know, if I'd have to spell out three more letters, I don't know. You don't, you don't understand the burdens of this job. <laughs> so, yes, follow along now, and uh, there will be updates uh, scrolling along, questions and so on, for you to participate in the show. NFL Com Live. Com Live. It's weird to Com say. Live. And then uh, I'm at Damashek, and you're at Adam Rank. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so we're going to get into these games. As a matter of fact, we also just did with Behind the Glass there, our old pal Wilk Ty mm-hmm. also was just a part of, we jumped into the DeLorean to see what's going to happen. Do we and now reveal we're now what happens, or should we just encourage you to go to NFL.com and look for that? I think that people will still go and look for it. Let's talk about what we saw in the future. All right. I think, and the more I consider it, mm-hmm. and by if you aren't familiar, we jump into the DeLorean, our flux-capacitated DeLorean, and we jump to Monday to see how all the games worked out. Right. We've done it all season long. Our ra- our record is gangbusters. Last week, though, you went 3-1. and one. I went 1-3, and three, which was no good. We agreed on the AFC result. You and I are both picking. Drum roll. The Baltimore Ravens. Yes, sir. I This is a tough one. For me, this is how it breaks down in real football terms. I think that the game comes down to, because the Patriots have been tough to beat, obviously, or it's been almost impossible for people to stop Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Certainly, as the season's worn along, Wes Welker's numbers have sort of dipped a little bit. Nobody, has, you know, Chad 85 never emerged. It's all They don't have much of a running game. It's all about those two tight ends. They're just about impossible to cover. But here's the thing with the Ravens. They can get a pass rush. Mm-hmm. Now, if they get a significant enough pass rush that it forces the Patriots to keep Gronkowski in to block, then it negates their greatest offensive weapon besides Brady, and that's how the uh, the Ravens do it, and I think they will be able to get get enough pressure to do that. And what's more, 
I think that secondary stinks for the mm-hmm. Patriots. I think Flacco is not great, but I could see Torrey Smith and Anquan Bolden. Bolden looked like he was in uh, good form after Absolutely. sitting out several weeks. And Ray Rice ought to be able to make some hay as long as Cam Cameron doesn't uh, Like play he did people. a couple of years ago. Yeah, as long as, yeah right. Ray Rice obviously has a, a history of success, their visit up there two years ago. And the other thing is, too, the Patriots people hold up. Well, you know, Tom Brady's only lost twice at home uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. When did those two losses happen? In the last two, two seasons. Years. So maybe that's a negative trend against Brady and company. And and why do you agree? What also is interesting to point out is that the Patriots just haven't beaten anybody good. They've played two teams this season with records above 500, lost both of them, lost to the Giants, lost to the Steelers. I guess if you want to count. The whole season they only play two teams that are over 500? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Like, if you look at their team, you know what it's like? It's like a... They never met the Jets, uh, neither of those Jets game where the, the Jets, Jets up over 500? Well, at the time they might have been, but nobody who finished oh, over finished. 500. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to count the Broncos, who would have been 9-8. and eight I don't. Because they, they were 8-8. Eight eight. Right, well, they yeah. were 8-8 eight eight okay. at the end of the season. Well, then, there you have it. They haven't beaten anybody good. They're kind of like in those version, like the NFL's version of a squash match where they're just beating all the curtain jerkers and the mid-card jobbers and all those guys. And they look great. And even last week, you look at them against the Broncos, and you think, oh, this team looks fantastic. They've got it all together. Let's see what happens when they play an actual good team because I think when you go up against the Ravens and their defense and a team that can run the ball like they do, Ray Rice is going to be the key. He's going to be able to run it down their throat. Yeah, I, I, I might even say that it's not going to be close. I think that the Ravens handle them pretty pretty easily. I got to say, I've, I've beaten up Flacco pretty good over the last, not just this season, but, you know, for the last couple. And it looked like, because it's based on expectation. After his rookie season, it looked like, uh-oh, this guy's going to be terrific for the next decade mm-hmm. at least. And he never really has gotten to the next level. I don't think anybody would say he's among the top 10 QBs. And a lot of the stuff that you hear out of his defenders now, hey, a lot of people watching at home. A lot of a lot of these supposedly better quarterbacks are watching at home. Yeah, I think everybody understands that right. that, that uh, circumstances have allowed Joe Flacco to advance. It's not been because he's been so terrific that the Mark Ravens Sanchez are in the, has been in consecutive championship yeah. games. So let's not let's that's not use that. That's all we need to say. Yes, that's a, that's a good way to to couch it. But um, I I man, I cannot believe that Ed Reed said what he said. You know, and they can blow it off all they want. It's not a big deal in the locker room. But that absolutely is a bad move <laughs> when you're – I mean, it's not – is it bulletin board material when it comes from in your, <laughs> within your own locker room? Right. When that's who's assassin you or is your own team? That's got to be bad. And they can – like I say, they can – oh, it's not a big deal. It's tough love. And slough it off and make it like, oh, you guys won't leave this thing alone, will you? Joe Flacco, I heard saying that. Why won't you guys just lay off this thing? We've handled it internally because clearly you have a a chip on your shoulder you are already are feeling as though you don't get enough credit and so on now your own players are bad mouthing you this means that throwing a ball and if it go if it's an errant pass you get picked early in the game that's going to double or times 10 the negative effect on your brain psychologically going forward yes or no that's absolutely right. But we'll ask Jeff Garcia that because he's dealt with T.O. bad-mouthing him, so mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a perfect person to answer a question That's like a that. good point. But do the Patriots have the playmakers on defense to make that happen? That's what I've been saying all season. The Patriots, uh, you know, statistically, Vince Wolfirk is tough. They have some good interior linemen that slow down the run. But they, don't, uh, but they just don't have playmakers. You've got to have somebody who can turn the game around. 
uh, with with a single play, a huge pick. Ed Reed can do that. Right. Suggs can do that. Mm-hmm. Who among those uh, safeties and linebackers on the Ravens are you uh, picking that uh, is going to, if they are getting Gronkowski down the middle of the field, who who is dropping back to who's, yeah, who's, that's who's slowing tough. that guy down? Aaron Hernandez is essentially a glorified world uh, wide receiver. Absolutely. So you can so you can throw a third or a fourth corner on him, but you can't do that with. Uh, in all likelihood, you need someone a little more stout, mm-hmm. but somebody who can run with them too. And Ray Ray Lewis definitely can't run no. with Gronkowski at this point. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. And the other one, I feel very confident, very confident. The more the week has gone on, and I'm not just saying this because Eli was sick and everything. I think let's remember, the Giants are nine and seven. Let's not forget that they are a nine and seven team. Let's consider the entire sample size. Yes, they've been playing great. Of late, I can't argue that point. But I think the Niners at home are going to win this game. And the main reason is that the reason that the Giants have looked so terrific down the stretch is they've been playing teams that have those great passing games, which is the which is the way for most teams in the NFL. But I don't think it's a. I mean, obviously, it's not a huge thing for the Niners to be able to to um, get the ball downfield, get get the, you know throw the big hitter at least downfield the Packers obviously like to do that more than that then they're going to try to run Frank Gore it negates the pass rush in other words Mm -hmm. and therefore I say it's the Niners because they're more balanced yes yeah but the thing about the Giants and you look at the defense the Giants on offense have been able to make the plays and you can you know and I I I badmouth Eli Manning as much as anybody but those receivers are so great that you anytime it comes down to third down, he always has to make he always has the ability to make a play because Hakeem Nicks always seems to get open. Victory Cruz always seems to get open. Mario Manningham always seems to get open. He has those great options. And that's the big thing is that Eli has been so good on third down that if they can establish it, if they can make those Here, third let me just and interrupt. Shorts, I hear you, but let me just interrupt. He's done it against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. terrible secondary. Did it against the Falcons? Lousy defense. No, the, uh, the Falcons' defense is probably a little bit better than you're giving them no, credit. No, they have for. a terrible secondary, and they didn't have Brent Grimes in that game. So they're, they're, they're one good corner. So I think that we can throw that one out. And um, and then last week, you know, of course, the Packers don't have much of a secondary. This is the best defense they're going to have seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And Eli's not going to have all day to stand back there either. Yeah, so he, so he goes from throwing four or five touchdowns in a game to throwing two or three which should be enough because this game is not going to be a shootout. It's going to be more of a grind them out type of thing. And what you're going to look for is somebody who can make the plays when they when it needs to happen. I'm not saying that Alex Smith can't. I'm really not. I I'm becoming more of a believer on him. I he feel I me. feel like no, I no, was no. right on that point that I said Alex Smith in the second half of the season started making big throws in big spots and had a different level of confidence and he can run and too. Else. That's a thing. And that's one of the things you talked about last week with Aaron Rodgers is that he can run away from pressure. Alex Smith can do that, too. And I'm not taking away anything from Alex Smith. I'm just saying that when you come down to it, the thing that really gives the Giants the edge, in my opinion, is the receivers. And they have those big guys that always seem to be able to make a big play. They seem unguardable at times. And it's incredible. And you look back to that desperation heave at, at the end of the first half against the Packers. And they always seem to be able to make, maybe it's because Eli always throws wounded ducks and these guys are just equipped to go up and let it bounce off their face mask and they can catch it and they can do all kinds of crazy things. That's the thing that gives the Giants the edge is that they have more playmakers and the, and the 49ers just don't. And you look like Crabtree last week was dropping all kinds of balls. Vernon Davis is their only legit threat, I feel. 
for the 49ers, and that's why I'm going to swing the edge over to the Giants. I feel that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Probably right. end up winning. It's interesting. So we're split on that one, but we both think it's going to be the Ravens. Yes. Interesting. But I think what we should be rooting for is, like we discussed the other day, is in Peyton's town, <laughs> if Rob Lowe is correct, he's played his last game, even if Rob Lowe isn't correct, Peyton Manning is not going to be happy if Eli and Tom Brady get it on in his building. And I know that he'll never say, Peyton Manning would never say that he doesn't want Eli to win the Super Bowl. No matter who Eli's playing, he'll always say he's rooting for Eli. Mm -hmm. But you know he doesn't want that. You think he wants to retire as one of the all-time great quarterbacks and have fewer Super Bowl rings than his brother? That can't be. There's no way. These guys are ultra-competitive. No one would want that, let alone ultra-competitive NFL quarterback. Would not want to seed the dominance in his own family to his brother. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, I was talking to Chris Collinsworth this week. I got a chance to I see, talk to him for just a little bit uh, on Tuesday. And I asked him that. I go, what, does, does Manning not, like, Peyton doesn't want his little brother to win, right? And he said that the rivalry for Peyton was always his older brother, Cooper, because those guys were closer mm-hmm. in age, and that Eli is so much younger and so much that they both kind of root for him. Like, kind of slough it off and go, oh, you know. That's fine, because he's the little brother who will never, never equal our deeds, except that now he's going to trump them. But if he gets two, and then he starts getting in more runs, then you have to start looking at what's more impressive, because you're going to start using the same argument for Eli that you use for Tom Brady being better than Peyton Manning. It's because in January, he goes out and he wins, something that Peyton couldn't do during his career. All right, before Garcia gets in here, we have to address the number 48. We honor the player um, who wore it best in NFL and sports history in general. And, again, it's 48, not especially rich, in, uh, in uh, steeped in uh, sports history. You got uh, Moose Johnston, who we saw. Who we, we walked just, by the, when we were on NFL Network, Network. We walked by him. We should have invited him in to get his vote on who the best number 48 in sports history is. Scotty Young, little under the radar NHLer, mm-hmm. played for a bunch of teams, scored uh, roughly 350 goals, though, in his NHL career. But I think this is an easy one, Rank. I, I know you'll approve of this one since he's with your halo. Of Halo's. course. It's Tory Hunter. Absolutely. Arguably the greatest interview in sports. I love Tory Hunter. Delightful man. Not funny for an athlete, just a funny guy, period. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many guys that you think of that are funny for athletes, like Jay Johnstone or somebody like that, who's like, oh, he's funny <laughs> for an athlete. But Tory Hunter is a legit funny guy. He brings so much personality to the Angels that, yes, I would absolutely agree with you. Yes, yeah, so number 48, this one's for you, Tory Hunter. You get the uh, the honor. With that one, and the other thing is, Rank, while we're waiting, is I saw you scrolling on the computer there just a second ago, and this movie I think is coming out this week. This uh, I forget what it's even called, but it's got this MMA lady in it, Gina Carano. Right. What's the verdict on her? Do you like her or do you not like her? I find her a little too macho for my taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now she's in Haywire, right? That's the Haywire. One. Is yeah, she the she's the spy who gets turned on? I think it's gotten good reviews. So yeah. it's like Burn Notice, but it's with a woman, and it's a motion picture. I don't know what Burn Notice it's is. It's a show on I know the it's USA. A show, but I don't know what it's you about. You don't watch the Burn Notice? It's, I know. That's outrageous. I don't watch Burn Notice on USA. Great show. <laughs> what kind of television do you fancy? What is in your DVR right now? Um, I watch some old uh, Parks and Recreations that I had saved up. I, maybe it was inspired by Rob Lowe. Do you think the news about? Do you Rob think Lowe? Rob Lowe sent that out as kind of a gag to get like no. that Peyton Manning's going to somehow show up 
on Parks and Rec as a special guest star? It's a good idea. That would that would be a, a clever move on his part. Parks and Recreation, though, is a great show. Do you watch that one? I watched part of the first season, and I felt that Amy Poehler was doing a Steve Carell impersonation. It's kind of true. And it, and it in the first it season, mm-hmm. but just like The Office, the American version of The Office. Parks and Recreation didn't hit its stride until season two. If you turned it off because you didn't feel like it had its sea legs yet, mm-hmm. you're missing out. 30 Rock is another one of those. 30 Rock the is great. The first season, it wasn't great. Now, it's to me, it's the funniest show on TV. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. What am I, what am I forgetting? Parks and Recreation. Do you watch great. Justified? I don't. Is FX, is that not highbrow enough for you? I watch Sunny in Philadelphia. Apparently Sunny in Philadelphia, the, I watch. The NBC comedies are more to your speed. You don't like the... Why does that make me square? No, like, I, I, I don't know. You, uh, you're, you're just pleasing you the have man cable. watching. No, this. you have cable, though, right? I just want sure to try to figure this out. Well, what am I forgetting? Justifies guy. Am I missing any great uh, comedies on TV? What about Archer? I've seen Archer. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you hit the big ones. I'm a, I'm a How I Met Your Mother fan, but I know that's not... That's <sighs> are not they the ever going to settle that? No. When do they meet his mother? Or the, the woman the that he eventually married. Whenever that is. In so they don't, 12. they haven't established it. Now they had Rachel, who was it? Rachel Bilson was on it for a while? It's Rachel Bilson's roommate, whoever that is. It's, it's, it's not going to be Rachel Bilson. No. No. That's a disappointment. I think that show is not so bad. I think that show's pretty good. I've started I, I like, to watch uh, it. moments. I like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is, is uh, really mm-hmm. good on that Fantastic. show. Fantastic. The main guy is the one I don't like. The guy from, Ed. I can't think of his name. He's in a, a lot of great pictures. You know, all those. Uh, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Oh, Jason Siegel. He's great. Pride of my high school, Jason Siegel. You're kidding me. As well as Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, wow. Oh, look at you. He's funny. I like him more than more than the other guy. Jason Siegel's terrific. Yeah. But, now, he, the main he's a li- but he's a little too precious in this role. That, uh, you know, it's a little too. Um, the main uh, character? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's almost no, but unlikable. the main character is the main unlikable. character is unlikable. I want him to get hit by a taxi. <laughs> that would be a weird turn for the show. It turns yes. out he's been a ghost this whole time. Yes. Hey, listen, shows have ended. Series have ended on. That would be like what dumber. if what if he what if he you know deposited his his sample at a sperm bank, and this is actually the ghost of him talking because the mother went out and and got it and bought it from. I, I, why are you talking about this? <laughs> We're distra- you're, you're distracting me from talking about Gina Carano, oh, which is sorry. distracting me from talking about football. Now, let's get back to business. Gina okay. Carano, yay or nay, I say thumbs down. Thumbs I, I, down? It's not for me. Are you insane? I don't want a woman who can, who, who can pummel me. No, you can beat port. her up. No. If yes, I, I feel like if if uh, if my love making she's tough. I feel against, like if my love making didn't satisfy her, she would pummel me for it. Oh, she's tough against other women. You could take her. Will tie. So you're saying yes on Gina? Oh yes, Carano. absolutely. This one, you know I what? Yes, I, yes, she can beat you up. I'll yeah. Say that. And what else? I, I, I'm not familiar enough off the top of my head to to make a decision. Who do you think you are? Answer oh, the question. Oh, look at you. Jeez, yes I, or no? I'm How sorry, hard I'm is not this? A wrestling fan like some She's people. not a wrestler. Oh, it's close enough. She's an MA, she's mixed martial arts. Please. Well, that's wrestling and boxing combined. So, yeah, she is a wrestler. She's not a professional. You're talking WWE a, type stuff. I don't know that she's, she's a, an actress. She's a movie star even. She's the star of this movie. She's like not but she's, she's not, not like, a movie star. It's like she's just in this movie. No, right? no, no. She's not like She's, she's the star, well, isn't she? Wasn't John Cena the star of a movie? It doesn't make him a movie star. Well, look. 
It started out, Jason Statham started out, he had bit parts that led up to him. Was he right. a wrestler? He's, He's an actor. Like, no, Jason Statham. Wasn't he some sort of a... Mixed martial arts guy? guy He's got to be. He's so... The rock? I'm not the rock. Jason WWE, who used to be a football, then became a WWE wrestler, then became a movie star. Yes. Please keep it all straight. Gina How Carano, do you know? You're so... This Gina Carano... We're going to have to put it to a poll. That's the bottom line. But let's have a land of the fox. If so you what's are the thing? Now, uh, the, the she's quickly, not, are you saying she's not foxy? Quickly, the song for the land of the fox. There you go. And, uh, yes, yeah, so let's let's open this up to a Land of the Fox debate. One shall gain entry into the prime real estate in the Czech Republic, where only the foxiest of foxes <laughs> reside, and someone shall be banished for all of time. Um, who, though, is a worthy – ba- oh, you know what? Here's a great one, although I don't like either one of these women. I'm trying to think of tough women in movie history. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, mm. but she doesn't do it for me either. No. I would like a woman that I would like in the land of the fox, after right. all, you know, because I'm one of the very few men. And don't ask because I'm not telling you the VIP status to get through the velvet rope to get into the uh, into the city limits, into the town limits of the Czech Republic. That's that's a key that only Damashek and his very, very close friends have access to. So I, well, I don't have a key, though. So we should figure out who else to put into the uh, who in, in to put into our little debate here. Let's put Uma Thurman in there, Gina Carano, and who else? Who's this a is fighter? a runaway? Who's well? Who's this a, is a runaway? Who's Gina. a fighter in a movie? We can't put Karate Kid Four in there. Elizabeth Shue's not in there. Shue wasn't that. That was what's her name? <laughs> oh, that was uh, Hillary Swank. Swank's another one. I'm not interested. We could put Swank in there for her role in uh, Million Dollar Baby too. Right. Again, though, thumbs down. No. There's got to be someone foxy in movie history who was also a pugilist, right? Right. Some way. Did some karate chopping or some fighting and so on. Ooh, I'm I sure got it. I'm sure there's a, a 90s one. movie somewhere. I think I've got it, unless you can think of someone better here. In the movie X-Men 2, did you see this one? No. Wolverine, Wolverine fights a woman who has the same thing. He has the, you know, he's like got the metal in his hands and everything. Right. Because he can self-heal. The woman mm-hmm. he fights in that is very foxy. Ooh, Rebecca Romaine also plays. Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine plays Mystique. Mystique. Do we go Romaine? But we usually like to use them in their movie role. And, you know, I wouldn't want her to be blue. You know, blue and scaly. Although she could turn into any woman I desire. Yeah. Mystique it is. Mystique. Mystique. Gina Carano could go Halle Bay. Oh. What about Pfeiffer as the Catwoman? Oh, that was the last one we did. We've already did that one. We just did that one. Um, All right. Uh, Okay, so that's that. All right, so do we agree on that? Will Ty, you have no opinion? She played Catwoman. She played Catwoman when they tried to spin that off into being its own franchise. So she's actually, she's one of those, she's one of those. What about Sharon Stone fighting uh, Schwarzenegger in Total Recall? That's pretty foxy. That's not bad. That's not a bad one. But I just realized Halle Berry did the same thing that Chris Evans is doing, playing two different superheroes. Now, obviously, Chris All Evans, right. he's playing two from the same universe. She's got one Marvel. She's got one DC. So maybe is that? I don't know if that's more acceptable. God, are we running out of? That's the thing. Like, I, I don't get. We, we're, we're running out. Like Aisha Tyler couldn't have been Storm or somebody, you know, if you want to go that way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You, you raise an, a, a good point. What about Kelly? What about, you know what? The Aisha, woman, oh, no, there wait, it is wait, wait. right there. On IMDb, Kelly Hugh. 
Is Kelly Hugh. Lady Deathstrike was her name in that picture. She's very foxy. I've got to look at her. She's very nice looking. Do we put Hugh in oh, there? Was it? What about Lucy Liu? Wasn't she in... Uh, Lucy Liu was in Kill, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, and yeah. she was also in that... She's great in that she's, she chops off the guy's head. She jumps up on the table and runs over at her back. That Kill Bill. Now we're really getting off the rails. But let me just no, tell you like, this. When people want to talk about um, the great... You know, Pulp Fiction obviously is great. Mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs is great. When people talk Tarantino, though, Inglourious I Bastards. find Inglorious Bastards is great. The only one that really is not... The, the, I, and it's still an, an engaging picture. It, the only one I don't really want to sit through every time I find it on the dial is, is uh, what's it called? The Grindhouse movie? or Oh, that, yeah. I, you know what? I forgot that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't feel that one was. Uh, what about Dust Till Dawn? I don't even count that as his movie. What was that, his script? He didn't direct that picture. I think he had half of it, right? Didn't Paul Rodriguez have one half and he had the other? Maybe. He had the front of it and then Paul Rodriguez True took Romance over. True Romance is his script. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good picture. That's good. But, um, no, I, I can't think of the name of the picture with, uh, what's her name? Jackie. Famous, from Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Yes, famous uh, uh, black exploitation mm-hmm. 70s star. Um, I can't think of her name though. Dang! But either way, ja- yeah, that's and but uh, but like I'm saying, that's a good picture, Jackie Brown. But mm-hmm. it doesn't. I, I don't f- come across it and then lose the next uh, ninety minutes of my life because I happen to stumble into so it true. Through. It's so daunting too when you're scrolling through and you'll see like let's say it's eleven thirty and you see Inglorious Bastards is starting at midnight. I have to scramble to get to bed mm-hmm. because I know if I accidentally land on that. I'm done for two hours. Wonderful, wonderful picture. The best scene is in the cellar bar. Absolutely. That's a, that's a oh, great, great scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, holds his fingers up wrong. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but that's how the... Spoiler, please. The sleuth. Well, no, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. So whenever we go to a... Whenever I'm at an Oktoberfest, I make sure if I order three beers, <laughs> I use the right... I use the thumb, <laughs> the pointer, and middle finger, because that's the way they do it in Germany. Um... Yeah, that's one. Well, I, I could get you killed, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, just just if you have a German name, as a matter of fact, you should do that. As a matter of fact, I was once getting beers up in Winnipeg with Dieter Brock. Oh, <laughs> you know what? And this is so. I was holding off because Jeff because Garcia, because Jeff Garcia played in the Where's Canadian five, and, and he, and he five. played in the Canadian Football League, and yet. You were too slow no, to keep I'm up with damage. I was waiting for two. That's the that's the risk you take. That brings our all-time total, 13 for rank, 12 for Damashek, apparently. Mm-hmm. We try to work uh, Dieter Brock into every conversation, however slight. Uh, organically, we try, but that was pretty uh, pretty straight, strained to get there. But anyway, the picture I'm talking about is Kill Bill. That's a great, great movie. I love it. It's wonderful. Do you love it or no? Yeah, I would say love it. It's good. Lucy Liu. They use that animation right in the middle of it to give the backstory of Lucy Liu is is, uh, terrific. She was also in a movie. I think it was called Payback with Mel Gibson. I never saw it. Where he plays the one where he's, yeah, she's fantastic. Where he's upset about something. Does he yell at some point? (laughs) I bet he does. He's got. What is going on with everybody yelling at me all the time on TV? (laughs) I talked about the other day, Chris Imperial, Michael Imperioli played Mm -hmm. Chris Moltisanti. On the Sopranos, and he's always yeah he's always berating me because of his <laughs> precious tequila, and I suggested he drink the tequila to to lighten up a little bit. He's so uptight already. Just have a just always just playing with his shot at tequila. Maybe if you drink a couple of those, you wouldn't be so rigid. Loosen you, up, good God, man, get off my back. I'm I'm just sitting here watching TV, and you're telling me how I'm not as macho as you because I don't drink your tequila. 
and everything. What's with this? Whatever happened to drinks? Now they're called this, that, and the other, and uh, <laughs> your mother likes it. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm watching TV, man. And now it's, a, you know, and I talked about Randy Couture from yes. the MMA. He's always berating me with He's his workout, cari- uh, workout yeah. acri- uh, equipment. Always like, like, hey, princess, come on by. Good luck. Oh, look who it is. It's Jeff Garcia. And he's always, it's always something that looks like it was laying around in his garage. Like, they found a bike rack, and they start doing dips in it, and they're hey, look. doing push-ups. Hey, he look got, at me. Got together with his next-door neighbor. Hey, do you have a tire iron and a rubber band? Because <laughs> we, we, we I got a million-dollar idea for it's it. It's like living next to Kramer, and he comes in, and he makes up his own exercise equipment. And now Jillian Michaels, who's on the uh, the Fattest Loser how about her? She's How, getting, wait, wait. she's yelling at me now too her, all the time there's, on commercials. There's your comparison. Always walking around giving me the stink eye about it. Listen, this is not a way. You know, you catch more flies with sugar, sister. Get off my back with it. I'm watching TV. I didn't. I, who's I, wait? Who's trying to catch flies though? It's a good point. Are flies in such low demand that you got to try to? Touche. Touche. You've given me something to think about. Well, look who's on the other side of the glass there, all dressed up. And ready to go. We said, I mean, really, on so many fronts with what we're Very talking dapper. about. Jeez. In front of title weekend here, it's Jeff Garcia. Let's bring him through the glass here. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. Welcome. Shoot. Welcome. Hey, life's good. Welcome to complain. Studio 66. I appreciate that. Well, we have a lot to talk about. And uh, let's just start with, th- with this question for you. We were t- mentioning Joe Flacco and the, the fact that his own players are giving him the business now. Ed Reed... And they've made it. They've made a big point across uh, throughout the locker room to say this isn't a big deal. We've handled it internally. But of course, you famously or infamously um, were a part of the whole T.O. thing, and T.O. sort of taking some shots at you when you were still his quarterback. How big a deal is this? No matter what you say publicly, how big a deal is this to to try and get by? Well, I think Joe's the type of guy who's not leading by ego. I mean, I think he's the guy that wants to be uh, the leader of that team, especially on the offense side, realizes his place that that the true leaders of the team are Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and those guys on the defensive side of the ball. And the reason why that team has been so greatly successful is because of what the defense has done more so than not as far as carrying that team. I think from the standpoint of, you know, wanting to get that respect and uh, those type of things, it comes without needing to talk about it. Obviously, I think that's one of those things where uh, I think Joe is, is a great young quarterback, and I saw him drop some dimes last weekend. I th- saw him make some throws that, unfortunately for him, were not caught by his guys on the other end. And uh, uh, the guy has a great presence to him. Uh, he's establishing himself in this league as as a top-tier quarterback. I'd say in the top 10 to 15, he probably is in right in that area and and top 10 you would really i'd say 10 to 15 you know granted we'd have to put the names in front of me Mm -hmm. but the guy's been a playoff team uh playoff playoff quarterback and like i said he's been fortunate in the sense that it hasn't had to ride upon his own shoulders he's had a team that's built around him that's built for success and uh he has to manage the game he has to go out there and execute the game plan and not turn the ball over, not be that mistake-ridden guy who's going to disrupt or cause problems on the field. And he's been that guy. He, he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of extravagant, great things, but 
he manages the game. Well, well what, what if he does make a mistake? Yes, is that, does the, that get Early compounded? in the game, he gets picked off. That crowd goes gaga. He makes a significant play in uh, Baltimore territory. Is Ed Reed, what Ed Reed said earlier this week, does that make it worse? Or is it uh, basically the same thing? Well, I think when you look at the mentality of just – the makeup of teams and where they're positioned. You look at Philadelphia and the Eagles. You look at Baltimore Ravens. Same type of fans. Same type of blue collar. Uh, not people that want to bring attention or uh, look at me type of type of fans. And I think anytime you have a player now saying, "Well, look at me. Look at what I've done," or "How come I'm not getting the respect or acknowledged for what I have done?" It's just going to bring negativity to you, especially if you make a mistake on the field because it's going to com- it's going to compound that mistake. And, yeah, there were a couple moments in that game. There were I, one or two sack fumbles that they fortunately recovered that we didn't recover. You know, if those things go our way or go Houston's way, it becomes potentially a different outcome of the game because when you look at it, after a couple drives in the first quarter – Houston's defense really stepped up and played well in that game. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot. Of, you can say our. You're part of the on. team. I was a part of the team. Yep. I, I was know you were correcting team. yourself, and that's fine. <laughs> what happened when you know it, 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 it? Of course, I say that when I, I think people have sort of forgotten because the NFL is such a short uh, short term memory for fans and probably for players as well. But I think people maybe have forgotten that when Matt Schaub goes out. The Texans are the number one seed in the AFC. Then Leinert goes in, and I think he's probably going to do well enough to get by and hold on to one of the top two seeds. Then he goes down immediately. At that point, you and DeLome come in, and TJ Yates is now the, the obviously the, the rookie there. How realistic was it from Kubiak and everyone else that you might get into the game that we don't know what's going to happen with Yates here, get ready because we might put you in there in a huge game, even a playoff game? I don't really feel like I was ever given that sort of feeling from the standpoint of the head coaching staff and the upper management. I think it was more we're going to we're going to ride this ride. We're going to live and die with this kid. Uh, we believe in his abilities. We believe in his preparation and what he, uh, even though he's young, we think that we can ride this wave as long as possible. And, um, you know, didn't mean that I didn't prepare. Didn't mean that Jake didn't prepare. We prepared our tails off. We were meeting with uh, Greg Knapp, the quarterback coach, well before anybody else would start meeting in the day. We would meet long after everybody else stopped meeting in the day. So we were spending 12, 13, 14 hours at the facility just making sure that we were getting caught up to speed so that we would be prepared if need be, if we had to step onto the field. But Jake's only time on the field came because of a an injury that mm-hmm. took place to TJ. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they just they felt very comfortable with what they believe they have there and, uh, and just wanted to go with it. Do you get the sense long-term that it's going to be – T.J. Yates is going to be the backup again, or is it a situation where they might now look to move Matt Schaub, or what do you think they do in the future? I think Matt is very, uh, very valuable to that team, very valuable to that offense. His understanding and knowledge of that system is is uh, maybe not equivalent to Kubiak, but it's getting to that point. He just is able to coach it on the field as well as direct it and play it. I don't see Matt going anywhere. Matt's 
just barely hitting his prime. He's still a young guy. He's got a lot of years left in the tank. And uh, I could see TJ becoming the number two. I could see them, uh, depending on how Matt Leinert recovers with this next, with this uh, this last so- shoulder surgery, and how he recovers from that, and and the effort that he puts in the off season, as to what they what they decide to do with him. I don't know what he is contractually obligated to right now, but if he becomes free, I don't think that's the guy that they sign back, just because I think they like what they see in TJ. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Texans showed that, uh, like I referred to again, I think that really if Matt Schaub is the quarterback all season long, I think that they probably go into the playoffs as the favorite to get to the Super Bowl. And we saw why primarily because of uh, what uh, what you had going on on both sides of the line. You really were dominating both sides of it. Arian Foster was making hay all day long, which brings me to this. You're down seven points. You're you're starting a little bit of a drive there. You get you get the ball into Baltimore territory. In fact, two minutes left on the clock. Did you feel like? Well, first of all, was it a coach's decision or did T.J. Yates coming out of that uh, two minute uh, after the two minute warning? Did he decide to throw that deep ball? Because to me, I was thinking you run the ball here. Run. You have plenty of time. You know, right. two minutes is more than enough time to go forty five yards. Well, that was a call that came in from the sideline. It was a call play, uh, but it doesn't mean that you go for it all based upon the situation of the game. It's got to be a perfect scenario. Granted, he had bump and run on Andre uh, Andre Johnson, mm-hmm. his receiver. He had a, a mismatch there, we'd like to say. But Ed Reed was also favoring that side of the field. Now, unless Ed Reed gets to the middle of the field or you look him to the opposite side of the field and make that throw, you just can't make that throw. So I think, obviously, hindsight and being armchair quarterbacks, we're all thinking – why? Why did you let that one go? And I'm sure he was thinking the same thing, you know, but it's one of those things with Ed Reed, the way he plays the game, especially with the young quarterback on the other side of the ball. He's going to bait you. He's going to make you think he's doing one thing, but he knows what he's doing. He's going to recover. He's going to be able to be in a position to make a play. And at that point in the game, we were moving the ball or we had been moving the ball. We're in a perfect opportunity to continue to move the football. You check it down. You look at your inside routes, what you had inside, because I believe on that play we had four verticals going. Uh, So you look at the other side of the field, what were my matchups there where Ed Reed is not going to be able to be involved. You had man-to-man coverage across the board. Find your best mismatch. Unfortunately, on that play, Andre, as much as having bump and run, was not your best mismatch because he had Ed Reed over the top helping out. We have, you know, I, I think the Texans, that defense isn't iconic. They, you know, they're not like the Ravens or the Steelers. They aren't wearing black. They don't have a reputation that's been built over the last decade or beyond. So maybe people don't associate that with being a dominant defense. But I would attribute that more than anything to the reason why the Ravens didn't look spectacular offensively last weekend. Now they're going into New England and they are terrible defensively, or at least in the passing game. Who do you like in that one? Can the Ravens take away Gronkowski? Can Flacco make plays against that secondary? Who gets to the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Statistically, New England is terrible coming in. But as we all know, Belichick is a mastermind of getting guys prepared and getting them in the right place at the right time. And at this time, even though they faced a quarterback last week that struggles to complete 50% of his passes, 
they looked good defensively last week. And you're facing another team that I don't think, as much as there's speed on the outside, I don't think they're the type of team that really tries to attack you that way. They like to be balanced. Baltimore likes to have their running game. They like to get Rice the ball and let him work and those type of things. First and foremost, I don't think Baltimore can slow down New England. They're just too good right now at this time of the year. Those tight ends create matchup problems that the inside linebackers of Baltimore are not going to be able to cover Gronkowski and the other kid. And it's just uh, one of those things where you have mismatch situations all across the board. You can't necessarily play a man-to-man. It exploits you in that way. Tom's going to find a way to exploit you. You go into zone coverage. Now you're not getting that extra pass rusher. And anytime you give Tom a little bit of time, he's going to kill you. And with the way that he played last week and the way that he's played all season long and years up into this year, I mean, it's not a fluke. The guy is dominant on the field. Well, he doesn't like pressure, though. No QB does, but he really struggles as far as I'm concerned compared to a guy like Rodgers, Roethlisberger, maybe Vic. I think Tom Brady's, uh, you know, his Achilles heel is pressure or even being in his general area. Absolutely. Anywhere around his feet and those type of things. Yeah, we hear about it all the time that that's something that is going to get into his cage. But not many teams are able to get that sort of pressure. And I'm not saying Baltimore can't get that sort of pressure. It's just I feel like Tom is getting the ball off faster than he has in the past. He's not yanking it around. He's not trying to look off one way and throw another. He's very decisive with his tar- with his throws. I mean, you see that in how he's throwing the football. I mean, he's stepping in and doing it, delivering with uh, – with, <laughs> I mean, there's something behind it, you know. And, and it's just one of those things where – if you can get pressure on them, that's your only chance. But I just don't know if that's going to happen this weekend. What about on the other side? Your former team, San Francisco 49ers, going up against the Giants. Who do you like in that game? Uh, two two solid football teams. Uh, you know, I can never go for the Giants just based upon my own background, being a 49er, being, Why, a, you former, beat them. being you... a former Eagle. I can never uh, pull for those guys. But you know what? Eli, first of all, is playing great football. And I think that it's probably about that time where people are actually going to start giving him more credit than than what he has been given. And that front four on their defense, like four years ago, seems to be hitting stride. I mean, they seem to be playing their best football right when you should be playing your best football. Granted, on the other side, the 49ers have done an awesome job this year of of taking a, Jim Harbaugh has taken a team that had talent. Let's Ooh. not... Let's not excuse the fact that they had talent. They had talent on defense. They had weapons on offense. They had an offensive line that was young and growing up together. And uh, they just needed consistency at the quarterback position. And Alex finally has brought that this year. And uh, you look at two teams that are very well coached, very disciplined in a lot of ways. San Francisco had that bend but don't break kind of play last week, but they were playing against the top quarterback in the league statistically. I mean, no team has really stopped that guy. So to get through that and now to face the Giants again, which they had faced, I believe, about a month ago or a little mm-hmm. over a month ago. They've beaten them already. Yep. It's uh, it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be a nail-biter. It's going to be a, 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 a battle. It's going to be a brawl. I see both teams defensive-minded in the sense that how they play the game, they're going to hit you 
when you have the football. They're going to hit you when you don't have the football. And I think it's going to be a great football game. I'm obviously pulling for the Bay Area team, but uh, that's just because I, I grew up a Niner fan and I, I'm loyal to that squad. And uh, I like to see I like I like what they have done this year. It's great to see what Coach Harbaugh has brought to that team. Is Alex Smith not getting enough credit though? I think that he has started to show this year. Granted, he hadn't shown it any years prior. And uh, give credit to Harbaugh for having confidence to say, hey, I want this guy back. And to Alex also to put all those negative experiences in the past and to actually go out there and earn it this year. And I think that's going to be the greatest appreciation that he's going to have when he walks away from this game is to show that he overcame a lot of adversity, being a first pick in the draft and what was thrust upon you expectation-wise and to really not live up to that standard, but to now turn around, turn it around, and really earn it this year. Uh, The guy has put together two-minute drives to win games. He's been clutch when it's come the fourth quarter. He hasn't turned the football over, which is the most important thing. And uh, he is really, I think, growing or evolving into that that marquee quarterback for that team. Because for that team, you don't need a guy who's going to throw the ball 40 times a game. But if he can manage the game and do the right thing with the football and utilize the talent, that he, the skill that he has around him, he's got some skill around him then uh, he could be a good quarterback in this league. I and you like grew up – Go ahead. You grew up a 49ers fan. You went to San Jose State. Montana or Young, who's the best? Montana was my guy. Montana, uh, he has more Super Bowl rings. I mean, I hate to make those sort of comparisons, but just the way that he played the game, how he handled himself, uh, I have great respect for Steve, and Steve was an incredible player himself. But I grew up uh, at a time when I was idolizing guys. It was Joe that I was idolizing, and uh, he was just the guy for me. Well, you uh, so so Montana and and Dwight Clark have the catch, and then Steve Young and T.O. have catch two. Alex Smith and Vernon Davis have catch three. What about Streets and Garcia? Didn't you, <laughs> didn't you feel like you got left out? How about there? we just call ours the comeback or something? Right. You know, I That's mean, good. it's one. I've of, seen it quite not, a bit the last it's week. Not the greatest comeback of all time, but it's amongst Pretty I think good. the top five comebacks of all time especially in a playoff game so you know what hey it was an awesome experience to be a part of and last question for you what do you make of to the news the to is uh going off to the ifl i did not know that the ifl existed but i understand that he's uh, signed a deal there your thoughts on that and is there any sort of a relationship with to at this point is that any relation to the lingerie football league? What is the <laughs> IFL? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I don't know. You I know couldn't what? tell you. May if or it, may not. If it's um, if it works to the extent of humbling yourself and bringing you to grassroots of playing the game for the love of the game and and doing the right thing, then then that's what you have to do as a player to get yourself back to maybe where you want to be. I know that this is as professional athletes, professional football players, this is all we know. This is what we've been doing for so many years. Not enough guys start to think about life after the game, which is something that I'm really working on right now to help prepare the young guys who are going through it now to be able to be that veteran who can reach back and say, hey, man, let's start working on your transition. Let's start thinking about what you want to do life after the sport and preparing yourself financially, legally, lifestyle-wise, all those things. But for a guy who has only known the game and may be dependent upon the game in order to live, 
daily and doesn't have mm-hmm. the people interested in it anymore because of all the uh, all the thing, all the burning that has taken place. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've ruffled feathers, you've burned bridges, you've done some things that people don't want to give you that chance. If this means you go back to square one, play the game and show that you can handle yourself with the maturity, the respect for the game and for others, maybe you'll get that shot again. Maybe well, well, I don't want to tell you what to do in your retirement whenever that comes. Are you going to be yeah, around next? in 2012? You know, I don't I don't know what's next for me from the football standpoint, but like I was saying, I started a company called Beyond Well Sports. And our whole vision, my whole inspiration is how can I reach back and help these young guys better manage their lives? I mean, we're capable of doing the contracts also to be an actual contract and do that within the league. But my main thing is to help inspire them off the field to do the right things, first of all, within their communities and to start building on that legacy that when football comes to an end or baseball or whatever it may be, that you are set in a position to have long-lasting greatness. Well, I would say, I, again, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but I, to me, in retirement, just buy an island in the Bahamas, and you <laughs> and that wife of yours go down there and hide from the rest of society. You'd be hey, beating life that way. She's She's trying to... Keep me away, man. We just had our fourth baby in four <laughs> years. Oh, she's like, oh, wow. she's like kicking me in the tail, like fighting me off. No, but it's we. Hey, we're blessed. We're great. We just had a baby girl a month ago. It's our fourth under four, and uh, we got a great yeah. life. Your first, we're, your first kid is a is Presley, right? Presley is our daughter. Where did yes. that Where did that name come from? Is it that just the obvious or no? No, out of the blue, actually. Well, it, probably somewhat in reference to. I think Priscilla Presley was on Dancing with the Stars at the time. Mm-hmm. And my wife just, we had other names that were picked out, and we had shared them with people. Obviously, when you share them, people give you their 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 thoughts on it. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden, Presley came about in the last part of the pregnancy, and I was like, I like that. Let's go with that. And so that's what we did. Went Very nice. Very that's nice. awesome. Now, and it's always true. I'm, let's be honest. You go through the internet. And you, you look up, you look up Jeff Garcia, but your name always appears on those lists with the beautiful wives and girlfriends. Does that stuff, does that bother you or do you get a kick out of that or do you even think about it at all? It doesn't bother me at all. You know, I, if anything, it just, uh, that's good it's news. Good I never thing. understand absolutely. when people that's, say that's that. That's what he's talking about when he wants it's, to inspire <laughs> the younger guys. Absolutely. And you know what? I told my wife, like she's, you know, she just got through her fourth pregnancy. Granted, she bounces back remarkably. She's just built that way. But, um. You know, feeling down and emotions, all those things. And I said, honey, the guys were just talking about these player wives. And <laughs> you're ranked number 13, I think, of all sports. 13? It's like, Who's ahead of her? It's like, you're only that low because I'm bringing you down. Because I'm falling <laughs> off the radar. Otherwise, I thought you were pushing her. You were inspiring her. Hey, I'm we like, do honey, something. honey, you're number one with me, babe. You're, but I, I was like, you know, it's like, I think it's all good fun. And I'm not jealous in any sort of way i think it's uh you know if people appreciate my wife like that hey great appreciate that all right well listen we appreciate you stopping by jeff garcia and uh breaking down these two games for us and uh some other stuff and uh and good luck to you in 2012 whether you're you. out on the gridiron or you're and if you come back we're gonna talk some cfl we're gonna talk oh, david oh, absolutely. allen we're gonna talk some Dieter brock we gotta talk all sorts of good stuff so you gotta oh, come back sometime hey absolutely we'll we'll come on back you know a hey, joe cap obviously we all saw the clip of yeah. joe cap <laughs> see i still see the guy up in northern california i mean he threw a punch like he was still <laughs> able to throw a punch. Inspiring. You know? I mean, go. it's 
It's like but, Indiana uh, Jones dealing with the guy with the sword. He didn't have any <laughs> weapons to fend off that guy swinging his cane around. But no, good. P- I'd love to come back and talk to you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Excellent. Right, Thank thanks, you very Jeff much, you. Jeff Garcia. There he goes. I listen. There he goes. Rank. All right. Still I'm, handsome. I'm, I'm still feeling bad. I don't very know. well dressed. Thought, oh, he was it, so well dressed. He we was were. dapper. Yeah. Very dapper. I think he should be an inspiration. Listen, he's not uh, Tom Brady or Mark Sanchez, mm-hmm. and yet he still has, it, at worst, the number 13th. The uh, number 13. But I agree uh, with him. Let me just say this to you. I agree. I don't understand when guys get raw about yeah. having a good-looking lady. You know, you can't. I mean, you. This should be flattering know, to you when guys come on. You you looking at my lady? She's uh, in. Yeah, she. It's better than the she's, opposite. Yeah, she's Would in you rather me not? She was in. She was on. Uh, she was in the WWE for a while for a brief stint too. You it's should like, feel pleased. Yes, I would be very happy about that. Yes. I'm like with you. I'd be like, let's move to an island. Yeah, they've got four kids. They're probably. Uh, yeah, just you just, they got it all. Yeah, the good-looking women. I, you know, got, when I see guys looking at them, I go over and I high-five them. I'm like, yeah. yep, yep, that's right. that's right. You know what I got? Charisma. See? <laughs> um, when Felipe see? Sparks was hitting on Let, my Forget Garcia. Damashek's the one who inspires <laughs> the young people. Is that right? Look at me. Listen yeah. to me. And yet. It's like greatness. Still, I make them. It's I, you like, know what? I'm still the love scum. I think when we watch Fantasy Live, it's I get the same feeling of when I was watching Clooney on Facts of Life. Like the same type of thing. Well, I'm not going to get into the story right now because Wilk Ty is saying, let's get out, let's get out of here. Oh, right yeah. Now. He's uh, our overburdened producers. Uh, happy hour starting soon. Yeah. I'm going to get, uh, get uh, 50 cents off my, uh, my mozzarella sticks. It's boneless Thursday uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings. I got to um, go. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to bore him with my story about being the love skunk. But I'm I sorry. I'm sorry that I have to produce all of your material, David. I would think that's a pleasure, oh, not not a, a chore. Is that up yet? Oh, no, no, you can. Okay. All right. Let, let's go do a podcast. You know, you want to like it. There's some other shows you could end up on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name names. We'll send you to the uh, to the NFL.com <laughs> podcast equivalent of the IFL if you ain't careful with yourself. <laughs> Didn't I'm you the, listen to Jeff Garcia talking about being humble and enjoying what you do? I'm the love skunk, you understand, because mm-hmm. like like a skunk, you see, but when it comes to love, amour, I put my stink on a lady. <laughs> and that's it's the same thing. They don't know it. Is that I, treatable? Well, they try to treat it. You know, I relationships end and the lady, you know, sort of Goes like to the she, clinic. She says, Oh, I got I gotta wash Damashek's stink off me. And so she gets the she she you know she gets the tomato juice you know but it's prescribed. Yeah. she gets the industrial soaps she does that and then all right good it's gone Damashek is over I'm over it mm-hmm. and then right three months so what what you're three saying? months three months down so. the line six months down the line maybe it's a year at some point there the woman <laughs> says wait a second what is that oh no. <laughs> I still got Damashek stink on me. So let me see. So love skunk. So that you can treat it, but you can never cure it. You have yeah. flare ups eventually. So when a woman's with you, she's gonna expect flare ups, even though there's no visible symptoms for months at a time. They there can flare is, up at the most inopportune time. There is no bath. You can that still washes have, away. I Damashek. can't wait to. I can't wait to see that commercial. 
of the girl backpacking through the woods. Don't hey, worry. I got, I got Damashek stink on me, but... Don't worry. They're only... I uh, can control it a little bit. Don't worry. Bit. They're only three women who would... Uh, they we'll would have mark, to track them down. They wouldn't have to take out national ad time for that since there are only <laughs> three women in the world who would, uh, who would have been afflicted with such a thing. <laughs> anyway, all right. Listen, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed Jeff Garcia. I certainly did. We've had great fortune with these NFL guys, or maybe they're all delightful fellows. Jeff Garcia, I've enjoyed yes. yapping with them all. Um, enjoy your title games. Look for uh, Sheck to the Future, our trip into the future, to see how that all plays out on NFL.com. The Shame Report ranks pick six, davedamashek.nfl.com. And make sure on Twitter you check out uh, NFL.com live. Follow that in front of our trip out to Indianapolis. All right. We'll let Wilt Ty go and do whatever he has to do. He wants to get some uh, an awesome blossom or something like that before <laughs> the crowds get in there. So uh, with that being said, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.